Hello and welcome to Staying the Course. Today, we are speaking to Dr. Wan Zulhafiz Zahari, Deputy Dean of Academic and Internationalization and Assistant Professor at the Ahmad Ibrahim Kuliah of Laws International Islamic University Malaysia, or IIUM. So in 2016, Dr. Hafiz completed his PhD in Oil and Gas Law at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. Four years later, he began a part-time MBA at University Technology Petronas, or UTP, while serving as an academic faculty member at IIUM. So our conversation today is about his rationale, objective, and also motivation in pursuing an MBA after earning a PhD. We want to understand how that journey has benefited his professional and personal growth. I'm grateful and honored to have Dr. Hafiz with us today. Let's begin. Assalamualaikum. Hi, Dr. Hafiz. Assalamualaikum, Chesrif. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm fine. Alhamdulillah, just enjoying time for the weekend, having this chat with you. <laughs> yeah. So the format of our conversation, uh, Hafiz, is as uh, the previous videos. We only have three questions. Yeah. Uh, but we'll play by ear in terms of one question to another on how we can uh, go beyond what is uh, outlined. Okay, Hafiz? Okay, cool. All right. So the first question is a very short one. Tell us about yourself. Who is Dr. Wan Zulafiz Zari? Okay, uh, first and foremost, um, I would like to thank to Jasrif for having me today. And I'm very, very honored um, to, to attend this um, sharing, I would say the sharing session, right? Yeah. It's a sharing session um, with your uh, YouTube um, channel. Okay, just a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Wan Muhammad Zulafiz. My full name is, I've, I've got a very long name, Wan <laughs> Muhammad Zulafiz bin Wan Zahari. Um, born in Kelantan, Pekalan Cepa, Kota Baru Kelantan, but um, grew up in Klang, Selangor. I never, never, I've, I've never lived in Kelantan. Grew up in uh, Klang, Selangor. Um, both my parents from Kelantan. Um, during my leisure time, I like to watch movie, Netflix, and also running. So my 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 um. Favorite sport is running <laughs> and also swimming. Great. Why do I like these two sports? Because I think I could think while doing these two sports. Think, eh? Yep. And reflect. Maybe that's how you get your ideas or solve all the problems that you uh, have in your assignments, yeah? Yep. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Hafiz. Um, so I was in Pekalan Chepa for two years. Uh, for my high school at, at MRSM. Okay. MRSM PC. Pekalan Chepo, yes. Yeah. Sure. Which high school did you go to, by the way? Uh, um, I'm going to talk about it later as well. Okay, we're uh, going okay. to the second one. Great. Oh, so you, oh, you want me to talk about it now? No, we can go in the second one. No problem. Okay, let me just talk about my, my journey, my educational uh, background. So basically, let me just start it with my primary school. I attended um, a primary school at uh, 
SRK Lasal Kelang, Sekolah Rakan Bahasaan Lasal Kelang. Mm. And also, I, uh, that was from my standard one till standard six. And also, I attended uh, evening school. In Selangor, we have uh, evening school, right? There's like, the Kafa, like uh, under state, um, state of Selangor. I attended Sekolah Rendah Agama Taman Kelang Jaya. And then, um, I took up um, S, uh, UPSI, so SPRA. And then I got um, the SPRA, I got a, um, you know, like a, a Jagit Jitan. And because of that, they offered me um, to enter into a religious school. So I got offered to to be at, um, to join um, Sekolah Agama Menengah Sultan Hishamuddin in Klang. So I decided to join that school. And then my, my, my father here asked me like, you really want to join this school? I was like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go to a religious school. So I attended the Islamic school, the Sekolah Agama Menengah Sultan Hishamuddin. Uh, from standard, uh, from um, form one until form three, and then my dad. Uh, but I always have this. Um, I always been fascinated to become a lawyer since I was a kid. But my father, he always wanted me to do sciences and to become an engineer. Okay. Okay. And then, um, and then my father he encouraged me uh, to go to MRSM, which I did. I went to MRSM, Mata Mendasang Semarang, Serting Negeri Sembilan, mm. Form 4 until Form 5. And then uh, again, my after I completed my SPM, again my father, he, um, he uh, tried to encourage me to do engineering. <laughs> well, I, I want to do law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he even like accompanied me to to, to attend like interview for UTP, to get a scholarship for UTP. Um, but I, I told my dad that um, no, I want to I want to go to UIA. Why I am? I'm going to talk about it later. Uh, uh, one of the reason I want to go to IUM because uh, I want to do law. Yeah. Uh, so I fill up the form. Law is my first choice, and engineering was my second option because I was a science student. And since at that particular time, they've got policy. Any science student, they're not going to offer uh, arts, arts, art, uh, art subjects, art courses. Mm. So they offered me engineering, which I did engineering for one semester, and then I changed to law <laughs> at IUM. I see. Okay, Alhamdulillah, I managed to change to law, and I survived. <laughs> and why IUM uh, law faculty? Uh, I did research previously. Um, only law at IUM can offer two streams, civil law and also Sharia law. So we can do, they offer like a double degree programs. So civil law, we're going to do it in English. And then the Sharia law, we're going to do it in English. So after completion of five years, it's like a concurrent program from first year until fifth year. And then uh, after completion of fourth year, um, they're going to award um, LLB, Bachelor of Law, mm. and then after completion of um, fifth year, they're going to award, uh, the university going to award uh, Bachelor of Sharia, Bachelor of Law in Sharia. So it's like a double degree program. So the, the civil law will be conducted in English, uh, the, the, the Sharia will be conducted in Arabic. I see. So that's how it works. Wow. Okay. So Hafiz, I'm just curious, this is at, at the age of 17, going into 18, you were quite mm. firm right after the completion of SPM that you wanted to do law, may I know what exposure or experience that you had when you were in high school or MRSM that um, sparked the interest in law? Um, I don't know. 
I always have like a um, interest to watch like a law related to a uh, movie related to law, and also I know that is my strength. I see. And I I I I I could see myself as a lawyer rather than an engineer. I see. Okay. So the clarity was the clarity was obtained quite earlier. Yep. Okay. Okay. Go on. So after two thousand eight, you completed your LLB. And yeah. After um, yep. Yeah. And and supposedly like I have to do another year to complete a Sharia. To 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 be awarded LLB Sharia, but at that particular time, um, Datuk Zaid Ibrahim he was a minister of law, okay, and then um, in charge of law. So basically, there was a rumors that um, common bar exam will be implemented soon, okay, in the near future, and another particular time, in the near future. Um, so I decided uh, for information like a, a common bar exam, okay. For, okay, for your information, uh, those from public universities, from selected public universities, who got um, um, recognition from legal professional qualifying board, okay, the student doesn't have, once they graduated, they don't have to sit for uh, CLP, Certificate in Legal Practice. So they can still redo chambering, as opposed to some of the students from overseas, from the UK, from Australia, and also from the universities local in Malaysia, but doesn't have the recognition from LPQB, the legal profession qualifying, but they need to sit for CLP. But uh, there was a rumor at that particular time that they want to impose a um, common bar exam. So regardless, they come from any universities, they need to sit for the exam. So I don't want to be caught for the common bar exams. You know? So I straight away, instead of doing going for fifth year, I straight away go for chambering of Purple Age for nine months at Zai Ibrahim Co. Mr. Zaid Ibrahim Ko in Kuala Lumpur for nine months um, under the Islamic Banking Islamic Finance Department. My master was Encik Mekat Izaini Hussein. Um, and then after I completed um, my chambering for pledge uh, nine months, I was called to the bar as an advocate and solicitor of Hakut Malaya. And then um, I work at um, Mrs. Joel Angil in Kuala Lumpur. So most of my works revolve around uh, corporate works matter, corporate legal works matter, like uh, due diligence, drafting, contracts, um, um, corporate secretary matters. I was in charge, I was assisting my boss at the particular Mr. Satic, um, assisting him for perfect work um, on Hazana's uh, subsidiary, uh, AQSB, Athletic Quantum's neighborhood, and also Silterra's neighborhood. So, and then I decided that, oh, I, I now venture into this corporate work, might as well I go for LLM. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do LLM um, while working as well. So I, enro I enrolled uh, into UITM, LLM in corporate law. That was like uh, for one year program. So the classes started from 6.30 until 10 p.m. Wow. 6.30 p.m. until 10 p.m. Um, and being a practicing lawyer, it's quite, you know, we have, we got like a hectic time. Sometimes yeah. I have to skip the classes. Sometimes yeah. I have to skip the classes and all that. So I decided to cease practice, to cease practice, to quit practice, and then to, 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 to look for, you know, a job uh, which requires less uh, time consuming mm. so that I can find a balance between study and also working. And then I quit practice. I joined PBJV Group's Nyamberhad. PBJV Group is a uh, oil and gas local contractors. 
now it has a holding company, uh, Baraka Offshore Petroleum, uh, as a legal executive. Um, I managed to complete my study at the same time with distinction, alhamdulillah. And then uh, I got a scholarship as well from IUM as an academic trainee, uh, where they can sponsor me to do my PhD. And then they asked me like, what are the, what are the area of law that you want to do? And then I told them that, oh, I want to do on Islamic Bank and Finance. They said, oh, we've got plenty of people who do Islamic Bank and Finance. Yeah. So why don't you do something else? I was like, okay, can I do on corporate, um, corporate legal matters? Like, oh, we've got the corporate, a um, lot of corporate experts here as well, corporate law experts that provide money and all that. So think of something like, um, we don't have it here. Hmm. You know, being like, a, you know, the legal executive at, at, in the oil and gas company I was like, oh, maybe I should do something on oil and gas related law. Hmm. And then I found like a problem in a company, in, you know, uh, while working like, okay, maybe I can change, think, I can change uh, this problem as an issue um, to become a PhD thief which I did, I changed it into a research proposal and then submit to, and then I did search like, which is the best university for oil and gas nice. law. And then I found Aberdeen University because uh, they have this uh, center for energy law and whatnot. And then I signed a proposal to the University of Aberdeen and got accepted. Wow. And then I was there for three and a half years. And then I come back, um, I come back here and then I serve um, my bonding with the university. I see. I'm I'm just curious in the process of um, applying. Sorry, you were trying to find a niche, right? Because the challenge yeah. that was posed to you by uh, UIA at the time is that we have enough Islamic finance lawyers, we have enough corporate uh, 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 law PhDs, right? Uh -huh. So you zoom into oil and gas, maybe perhaps because of your stint in the organization in the uh, in the organization that you were employed with as well. Um, what was the process in narrowing down to to Aberdeen? Uh, I know Robert Gordon is uh, Robert Gordon University is there, uh, University of Aberdeen, of course, of course, is there. Uh, what was the process in screening those universities, uh, Fis? Okay, um, one of the requirements set by the Ministry of Higher Education that it has to be a top top two hundred universities according to the Times Higher Education. Um, so I look at the ranking, okay, in order to pass the, 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 the requirements and also, uh, why did I choose Aberdeen over Dundee? <laughs> because of, um, you know, Aberdeen is like, um, I think Aberdeen is like the hub of the oil and gas, oil and gas, right? Mm -hmm. I think that is the best place uh, to do PhD in oil and gas. All right. Oil and gas Um, briefly. Your your dissertation. Uh, can you give us an overview on your what was the dissertation about in an understandable <laughs> uh, manner? Okay, I was looking at the uh, uh, risk allocation in a particular contract, a uh, risk service contract entered into entered into uh, by uh, entered into the contractors and also the operators. Okay. Um, the contractors could be the local contractors or international contractors um, on a service contract with the operators could be Petronas, Petronas Charigali and whatnot, okay, the PSC contractors. So how they actually allocate the risk. I see. 
Okay, uh, so I was looking, uh, there's a indemnity clause and then there's a argument that the indemnity clause was unfair. So how to find, uh, how to find the best model for this particular uh, indemnity clause, how to find the, 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 the ideal risk allocation between both parties. So I was looking at the problem in Malaysia, I conducted survey studies and all that, and then I was looking at the contracts. And then um, I compare, uh, I, I mean, a comparative analysis with the practice in and also the legal framework in the UK uh, and also in the USA. So, and then I was, I was make, uh, and then I made the proposals and how to go about um, the law in Malaysia. I see. So, risk allocation, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. So, you came back 2016 um, and four years later, you went for that MBA. So, walk us through on that process of 2016 to 2020 on that five-year period. Okay, when I come back as an... Um, as a junior lecturer and then a given um, position as an assistant professor, um, I was assigned task uh, to teach a company law, okay, which, I, which I'm okay with that because I did my master in corporate law right? and also I had uh, some experience working in the uh, previously uh, on the corporate matters. Um, and also some of the Islamic, uh, for, for that was for undergraduate and for master student, uh, I was assigned uh, like uh, on the Islamic finance law, Islamic finance contracts, Islamic banking documentations, Islamic capital markets and documentation. Okay, so I understand like some of the I understand on the law aspect, legal aspects, but when it comes to the business aspect, sometimes I still like I lack on that aspect. I'm still lacking some of the business aspects. And then um, we understand we can talk about all these uh, solvency tests on the law and whatnot, but we. That was on the theoretical legal aspects, but how they actually calculate and whatnot, we don't know. Okay? Unless we actually know how to do the calculation on the corporate finance and all that. Um, okay, that's on the on the uh, on the legal aspects. And then uh, I was selected, and then after a while, after joining the university, after joining the university, after a while, after a few months, um, I think semester after. Uh, I was selected uh, by the, there's a special program by the Ministry of Higher Education Malaysia. They call it a CEO at faculty program. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was selected for that program. The, 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 the spirit of the program is to actually to groom young lecturers, young academics um, to be the university's leader. So uh, um, I was selected for that program. I was chosen for that program. Uh, so I attached uh, with uh, the CEO of Pastoria Amberhad, Dr. Abu Hassan Ismail, for six months. So I was exposed to the to the corporate world. Like you know, um, he, he he brought me to the meetings, um, uh, to the Pastorians um, related meetings. Like you know, uh, on the IT stuff. Pastorian is an IT company. Uh, on he's a. Uh, I think it's the main distributor for Microsoft and then how to they do the dealings and all that. And also uh, Presterian has another subsidiary, um, Malaysia, um, um, uh, I can't even remember the, the name of the university, hmm. Malaysia Science University of Technology. Unimai, University of Malaysia, yeah, Unimai, Unimai, University of Malaysia of Science and Technology. So when he attended the meeting, so I was exposed like how, how he actually uh, um, conduct the meeting and all that. Looking into a private uh, university's perspective is a bit different than public university. Okay, 
because when we talk about the private university, it's all about dollar and cents, right? Mm. When we talk about the private university, how they going to manage the budget of the university. So it's two different perspectives when I get into this um, um, program. And and it kind of, uh, and I, I noticed that um, I still like um, no, still like a lack of a business knowledge at that particular time, both for law and also the legal aspects of law and also for the practical aspect of the business. Then I told myself, oh, I think maybe it's about time for me to do MBA. And then I did uh, research on the MBA programs. Of course, uh, the MBA programs at this um, um, Ivy League University and also the, you know, Ivy League universities and also the university like Cambridge and also Oxford University come to my mind. And in fact, like uh, there's a good university under the Ben M. Uh, I can't exactly remember the name of the university. Uh, I consider that as well. But the thing is, if I go into this university, I need to um, take a break for a while. So I decided that no, I couldn't do that because I just come back from I just come back from my study, right? So perhaps it's it's best like I just go for part time basis rather than taking a break. Um. So um. And then I was talking to the professors at the university as well. And then um, one of the professors she said that okay, rather than you go for a general MBA, why don't you just why don't you focus on your uh, aspects of uh, research interests? And then since I was, um, since my PhD was in oil and gas law, and also my research interest always on the uh, energy law aspects. So I was like, oh, maybe I should go for this MB in energy management. Nice. But, and and that, that's, that's how it led me to uh, UTP University Technology Petronas. And in fact, UTP is a good university, very, very good university. So when I look at the, the courses and everything, it's in, Plus, it's an ODL, mm. so it really mesh um, my need at that particular time. Then I enrolled for the program, and Alhamdulillah, surviving until now. Alhamdulillah. So I I I I can see a very interesting trajectory here, because you began um, uh, as as an academic in the faculty, but you went to the CEO at faculty program which gave yeah. you exposure to elements of running a private university. So the idea there is to groom and develop competency in administrative um, of the institution as well. Yeah. So um, when, when you chose to go to UTP, you mentioned that the curriculum is something that attracted you. I know there's already narrowing to energy management. Is there mm -hmm. any particular subject in the program uh, that's among your favorite? Um, when I look at the courses, of course, I always like um, interested to learn about the uh, business uh, management subjects like um, organization behavior on this uh, corporate finance and all that, project management and all that. Um, but when I look at the curriculum, it has like a... Uh, the the pro the the problem the 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 program also offered um any uh, the energy programs like energy management energy value chain um energy regulation policies I think okay this is like you know um I could actually understand 
it could actually help me to understand further um, uh, to, to actually enhance my research. So when I look at, when I do research, it's not only just focus on the legal aspects, but I could also apply to this energy management, energy value chain. How does energy value chain, when you, when you give talk on the energy value chain, for example, I can always relate, okay, how does it work actually on the business aspects of the energy value chain? And how does it actually uh, relate to legal aspects? So it actually gives like a additional, um, how do I say, additional, um, additional, additional, um, additional, what? It's not additional value, but addition, additional perspective. Yeah. Additional perspective to the legal aspects. And it, it makes my research become like a more practical. Yeah, that's very interesting. And do you have a, uh, are you working on your thesis already in this program? Or do they have a, a dissertation for the MBA? Uh, we were given like plenty of assignments. <laughs> <laughs> we given like plenty of assignments. And then uh, now I'm working on the management consultancy projects. Okay. okay. Uh, so. So for the management consulting project, uh, I've chosen um, joint venture agreement um, as a topic. So I'm looking at the perspective of project management and also how the competitive strategic management can be applied into this uh, joint venture agreement. And also it has a legal perspective uh, on this project. I see. Okay, that's very interesting. So, so Hafiz, one more semester to go. Inshallah, by the by, early of next year, you will be an, an MBA graduate. Do you uh -huh. already have plans, or are you already uh -huh. applying any specific skills that you acquire, uh, to the workplace in your capacity both as an assistant professor as well as a deputy dean? Um, of course, yes. <laughs> of course, yes. The answer, of course, yes. Okay. Um, I was the deputy legal advisor of the university um, for the last three years um, for the past years and also I'm a company secretary of the university oh. so let me talk about the company secretary aspects okay when I was at the board uh, board meeting so whenever whatever that I learned during the classes during the lectures I can easily apply those knowledge during the board meeting when they talk about um, the financial aspects how to make decision I can easily um, apply those knowledge. So that is when it comes to my role as a company secretary. And then as a deputy legal advisor, of course, when I deal with the, um, the, the staff, uh, staff uh, performance, for example, uh, perform assessment, so I can apply also, uh, the subject on the OBHR, Organizational Behavior and Human Resource, for example. And then project management, I can apply that. And also what else I can apply? Um, uh, subjects on corporate integrity and governance. Okay, by looking uh, to look into the, the the governance of the university. So those are the things that I think I can directly apply the knowledge that I got from MBA to the to my um, to to the workplace. And in fact, now as an academic administrator, of course, to, to make decision to lead, of course, uh, I can apply all those uh, um, MBA courses. Great. 
So now I'm just trying to recall back from the time that you were an LLM student at UITM, right? So you were serving yeah. a firm at the time and you made the decision that you wanted to uh, focus more. So you made the decision to uh, resign from the firm, find another job and then run the LLM. Now is your second part-time program with, with, with UTP. Can you share with the listeners um, mm-hmm. some tips that you have learned and you have applied in terms of time management because you have your career with IIUM, you have your studies that you need to deliver and of course, beyond that, you, you need time for yourself as well. What are your strategies and tips in managing your time? Um, um, what is the tips? Um, I put like a list of the things to do and I make sure that when it's the deadline and try not to go beyond the deadline, <laughs> try to meet all the deadlines, be it like a, for my position as an academic administrator, company secretary or deputy legal advisor previously, and I'm deputy dean. And then, uh, and also as, an, as a lecturer with the assignments, marking and all that. And also because everything got deadline, right? Right. And also, as a student, um, when the assignment is due, we got to submit um, during the deadline. I mean, like, um, try to work, try to list like what what is the what is the priority mm-hmm. which need to which need to give at that particular time. Mm, prioritization is key, yeah. Yes. Great. So. My, my last question for our conversation is also a very short one, um, mm-hmm. but is pretty much on the outlook that you have, Hafiz, on the future aspiration or goals that you might have. You are a deputy dean, you are an ass- assistant professor, soon to be an MBA graduate. What are some of the ambitions that you have outlined, Hafiz, for the future? What's next? Um, I look at it at, at two perspectives as an academic and also as an administrator. If I'm at, okay, uh, on the academic aspects, of course, uh, I'm going to apply whatever knowledge that I've got now to the academic um, field. Like, as I mentioned to you, on the research aspects, publication, uh, supervising a PhD students, master students. So, whatever that I've got, I can share with my students. And probably, like, I'm, I'm going to uh, introduce few subjects related to energy law and also oil and gas law okay and then uh, that is for my uh, academic um, pass mm-hmm. and for the administrator if I were given like um, you know a, a trust to lead the universities and whatnot to lead the university so what I'm going to do I'm going to of course uh, this MBA would help me to actually um, to run the to, 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 to run the university and also um, help me in terms of the administration like you know how to do the budgeting how to how to manage people okay? um, how to get like a, the best um, solution for a problem how to run a, a project management and what okay. did I answer your question yes definitely so one as an academic and one as an administrator so 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 Hafiz from this half an hour conversation that we had so far, I think mm-hmm. I gather three key points uh, on, 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 on how you have propelled yourself 
from that student who was really firm on doing law back when you were uh, finishing SPM until the person that you are today. Number one, I think you have resilience because you have um, faced several hurdles in trying to uh, aspire for both your professional and your academic uh, aspirations. Yeah. Number two, you are always thinking about the practical aspect on what can be done at the workplace. That's That led you on choosing your PhD thesis as well as going for the MBA. I think you always have that your practice oriented, in other words. Yeah. And also, number three, I think you have clarity in terms of how you want to apply um, your knowledge and also give, giving it forward, paying it forward back to the, to the students whom you will be supervising. So I think these are uh, key takeaways that our listeners would definitely uh, can uh, uh, take away from this conversation. But before we end, Hafiz, for um, people who are considering uh, doing masters or doing a PhD, furthering their study, or people who are already in the program and are trying to find motivation, what is your word of advice um, for them to hold on to, Hafiz? Okay, my words of advice. Thank you for first and foremost. Uh, first, uh, okay, before that, I would like to thank you for your kind of observation. Um, I think it's kind of true as well. And then um, my. Uh, my advice to those who want to pursue their studies, uh, be it a master and also um, PhD, um, if you want to pursue your study, that's fine. Study is good, but just don't look the the master or PhD or even degree just a mere certificate. It's a knowledge. There's a proverb by there's an Arabic proverb says that al almu bila amar kashajarin bila samarin. A knowledge without a practice, if you don't practice the knowledge, okay, it's like a tree without fruits. So we got to apply whatever knowledge that we've got, okay, be it from the, from the uh, informal classes or formal classes. We need to apply the knowledge. So just don't look at the, the degree, the PhD or masters or whatever degree certificates and whatnot. Just, just, just don't look at it as a mere paper but it is a knowledge that we, we need to apply. Otherwise, don't go for it. It's not worth it. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Wan Zulhafiz Zahari, for your time. I greatly appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for spending your Sunday morning for this conversation, Hafiz. Thank you very much, Encik Asif. Thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. To you, Hafiz, my, my best wishes for your future undertaking. And I think um, three more months uh, to completing the MBA. InsyaAllah. Good luck. InsyaAllah. Please make, my, uh, please make dua for me. I mean. Assalamualaikum. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Okay. Thank you so much.